The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome again to New York Talk, the Rotherham United podcast. We have two games again to talk about, as we always feel like two games to talk about. Um, Tuesday night win, first away win of the season, uh, away at Morecambe on Tuesday night. And then we are going to look ahead to the first South Yorkshire derby of the season for us as Sheffield Wednesday come to town for the early kickoff on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we have the same people with us. We have Michael with us. Hello, Michael. Uh, hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, all that. Is this a new thing, this? It could be, couldn't it? It could be like a catchphrase. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ben's with, here with us with his highlights in his hair. They look beautiful, mate. I don't Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny's back from us. Have you finally recovered from uh, Morecambe, mate? No, not entirely. <laughs> um, I'm still recovering from that one o'clock arrival back home time. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we've got plenty to cover tonight. So let's get a move on. Um, like I said, first first thing to talk about: one nil away win at Morecambe. Um, a tough night, a, a really hard fought victory. Um, Danny, you we we us, me Ben watched it on iFollow. You were there the other night. What was your overall overall view of the overall performance? Um, I think the first half it were quite even, to be honest. Like um, you can tell, we were just trying to work each other out. Because <clears throat> we probably we've probably sussed out how each other we're going to set up, and then on the pitch we're thinking, right, how do we get past them? Um, and you can look at the stats on, on virtually everywhere now uh, that say Morecambe didn't manage a shot on target, which I think doesn't do them uh, justice because they were quite a threatening team, especially on the counter attack. Hmm. Um, but they just couldn't really forge a chance that was on target. They had some goods. Uh, chances going forward, some good runs going forward, uh, um, but it just didn't it bear fruit for him, really. Um, but with us, like I say, quite even first half, but in the second half we sort of found our next gear. <clears throat> I don't know what Warren said to him in the dressing room or if he gave him a boot up the arse, I'm not sure. But we seemed a lot better second half and then after only 15 minutes we scored 
and it were an absolute worldy. So you can't mm. complain at that, can you? No, absolutely not. I think I think it's, it's summed up first half very well there, Mick, for me. I thought we were started slightly better. They came into it and then we ended slightly better. So it, it was the epitome of an eight, a very, very even first half and much credit to Morecambe for that, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Morecambe, there's no doubt about it, are going to upset a few people this season. There's absolutely no doubt about it. They've got they've got quite a bit of quality, uh, more than I anticipated, to be honest. Bearing in mind the, the situation that they found themselves in, you know, coming up from League Two with with basically no players, um, so so the job that their manager's done in that short space of time to, to to get that squad together and and get them playing to that sort of level is, is is pretty impressive. So as the season goes on and they get you know they bed in a little bit more together, I think they're going to cause a lot of upsets this season. They're a, they're a decent side, they're a good solid League One side without a question. Um, for me, I, I think you're right. That, that first half was probably just about even. I think if anybody urged it, we did. Um, I think we just looked like we got more quality um, overall. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't worrying. We, we weren't really in any mm. any real danger, but you always felt that it could come. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you mean to fair. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of first starts. Oli Rathbone made his first start. Shane Ferguson made his first start. Uh, Reg made his first start as well. Is what, is what we're going to call him. Um, Reg. But yeah, Ronnie Edmonds Green. Oh right, it's just a bit easier, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. In, yeah. in written form and spoken form, it's just easier, isn't it? And if I had Warnie calling that the other day as well, so that's <laughs> we're, we're allowed. If Warnie does it, we're all allowed to do it. As far as I'm concerned. Um, it's nice to see them new boys giving, giving a shot though, Ben. I know they've so all of them have already played some minutes, but it's good to see them get on the pitch and play well for the most part. Yeah, it's always important to like bed people in, in it into the team, uh, especially against the I don't want to say oh, against a crap team like Morecambe, but it's not they're not going to be up, they're not going to be top two. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a must win game, if that makes sense. You can sort of afford to not play 100% but play 98 do you know what I mean by throwing because they're good players do you know what mm. I mean he's not playing one of 16 year olds like uh, Cooper or anything uh, but they played well uh, they looked Rathbone put him centre back um, I didn't really see Reg Reg much uh, maybe that's a good thing though <laughs> he's a defender so maybe that's mm. a good thing but mm. He looks promising. We've got a good team this year. Hmm. Um, I think we've got a good chance this year. And like you said with the game, um, I think that's going to happen a lot this year, where it's going to be even, but we're just skillfully better than a lot mm-hmm. of teams in this division, which I don't think we were last time. We were that's, better. That's what like, I lost. You mean League One? Yeah, in League One. Like, yeah. um, like it's going to be an even game, 50-50. If it's 50-50... Scheme-wise, tactics-wise, I feel like we're going to come on top all the time because we've got a better team than a lot of uh, teams. That's a fair shout, Ben. Opposite to last season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we all, as I mentioned, we watched an eye follow, Mick, uh, mm-hmm. and the camera angle didn't help us looking at how players played. I'm not going to lie. Oh, um, mate, I felt sick. I felt really sick. Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah. If if anybody were having a drink at home, you know, if they if 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 you know, you get halfway through the second half and they're to the fifth or sixth pint, 
Uh, they'd, they'd need a bucket aside a chair because it was just, it were horrible. It, it, it were okay when, when they were playing short passes, but every time there were a long ball, the upfield, a goal kick or whatever, my mm. life, it were, it were like, oh, it were awful. It just needed to zoom out a bit, didn't it? It did, yeah. It was really I, bad. I don't think it. I don't think the cameraman had the ability to zoom out and move it at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You never know. His bottom might have been a bit sticky. Could Potentially. Have been. Who knows? <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Yes. Um, let's talk about some good performances. Let's start with a goal because there's plenty else to talk about, but we can't. Yeah. Michael Smith's first goal of the season, Danny. And he could not have dreamt a better goal. That was just unbelievable. Yeah, Michael Smith's first goal and Rotherham's goal of the season. So, well, yeah. so far. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens later in the season, but so far, that's winning goal of the season. Hmm. I mean, from where from where we were in the stand, we couldn't really see <clears throat> how much skill was involved in it. So we just hmm. thought, oh, Smith's crossed it. Oh, and it's gone in. Um, but if you watch it back on the highlights, it looks like a little... One two to go past two defenders, uh, which which is something we don't really see a Smith much. He's never really been um, one of those players to keep the ball close to his feet. He's sort of like hit it past someone and gone onto it, like the goal he scored against. Oh Christ, who was it? Um, it was a bit ago where he knocks it past someone and then runs onto it and powers it into the top, top corner. But with it, but with this one, it, it showed how much his ability on the ball is progressed, especially with us at least. <clears throat> um, and so, thank you for to Berry for giving us for about sixty grand or whatever it Not. was. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, but now top top tier goal. I don't I don't know how he's pulled that out of his locker, and it's Rotherham's third worldy out of four goals this season. Because you've had <laughs> Wiles's top corner screamer, yeah. sadly as rifle of a free kick against Atkinson and now this one so I think Freddie needs to step his game up a little bit because if he's only scoring tappings he's not keeping up is he everyone's scoring world is yeah um, I, we talk about Smith a lot Mick and mm. I sort of, I'm sort of running out of things to say about it I cannot speak highly enough of him if you look back and we are, and without that's at this stage of his career where you start comparing him to all other other players rather than yeah. in the past, top level players that have <laughs> like the, they've had in the past, because he does almost everything that you need a striker to. His hold up play is unbelievable. His mm-hmm. flick ons, he wins. He now wins more flick ons than he used to. His flick his flick ons are much better. He can score worldies. He can score as in box. He can score tappings. Although that's not his forte. He just does every almost everything you want to do for a striker, other than being probably a little bit quicker. Yeah, absolutely. What, what? Just going back to that goal, just for a second. We talked about it at the time. It looked, it got so much dip on it, a bit like Freddie's goal against was it was it Bournemouth or Watford? Watford. Uh, but when you what, there's there's an angle I've seen it from from directly behind it, and the curl on it is ridiculous, as well mm. as the dip. You know, it's just it it really is unstoppable. Um, yeah, I mean Michael Smith. Is for me the uh, the answer to all these people who are saying, "Oh, so and so's crap. He's not good enough for us. He's not good enough for, for us." Because what he's done is come to our club as we, we talked about it at the time when he first came. He were getting slated and slated. Why are we buying a player off at bench at bottom of second division, Bury? You know what's the point of that? Um, but he's improved. Season on season, month on month, he's worked hard and he's improved and he's got better and he's got better and he's got better. Um, and he's got he's got further to go because yeah. he's going to work hard and he's going to, and he's going to you know, he's determined that he's going to improve. 
Um, so next time you think about a player and you think, oh, God, he's crapping. He's not good enough for us. Look at what this management team are doing with players. Look at how they are improving them. Look at how they're bringing them on. And yeah, they might come as rough diamonds and they might come not being able to trap a ball or not be able to head a ball or have deficiencies in certain areas or a lot of areas for that matter. I mean, Smithy did, to be fair, he was he did, yeah. literally a target. He was not man. a good striker. He was not a good striker. No, when he it, it was a absolutely. target. Man. That's right. it. Not one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And now look at him. And and and, it, and he owes that in part to the work that's been done with him by Paul Warren and his team. Obviously, he's had to put hard work in the, the hard yards in as well. Um, but that's why we buy players like him for me. He's been outstanding. He was outstanding all last season and he's been outstanding so far this season. And, and he'll continue to be so. And yeah, I'm so pleased for him. Absolutely. And, and maybe he'll get a big money move because he does deserve one. I hope he doesn't, but he does deserve one for the work that he's put in to improve his game. He's been fantastic. Ben, you're like like somebody who tries hard and like somebody who clearly I mean what I mean I was sort of away from the pitch. Yeah. On the training pitches, and Michael Smith is one of those people. I assume you, because of the work he's clearly put off the off the football field on and on the training pitch. I imagine you're a big fan of that because it, it's <clears> obvious <throat> the work he's put in. Isn't it? People don't understand the the ripple effect they have because when you got someone coming in like that from Bury off the bench, off the bench Bury coming into practice like that, training like that, and you're starting and you see him working that hard, you're like, like, you know what I'm saying. And now it's got to the point where. I personally, I think he's our best player, right? And now Warren's in a situation where his best player is his hardest worker. So, like, you can mm. see people coming in, like Red saying, damn, he, he's the best player and he's, here, he's the first one in the last one. Damn, should I be doing more? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It has such a ripple effect on other people. And I mean, he was not very good when he came. I'm not going to lie. I love him to death, but he wasn't very good. <laughs> but, like, you heard the stories about Warren saying when he first came that it was the last one there and first one there and stuff. And, it proves because that shot, that goal that he scored went Tuesday was looked like a practised shot. It was mm. ball down, let everyone go past, let everyone go past. Patient, take your shot. I think he's so good. Mm. He really is. Yeah. It's interesting that Ben says about Smith being our hardest worker. I think he's starting to rub off on Ladipo a little bit as well. Mm. Because if you notice, we Ladipo in his first two seasons, when we said this before, at times he looked fantastic and at times he looked a little bit lazy, you know, like making uh, mm. runs towards the ball and such. I mean, we haven't seen much of him because he's been ill, but in that first game against Plymouth, all right, it could have been a little bit of him against his former club. But he seems a lot more, I don't know, like up for it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like up for going after the ball and making those runs. And like Ben said, it must just be the uh, the ripple effect of, He's not. He's not pushed Smith out of his starting berth, so he must put in more effort on the pitch to like try and push him out and get more starts mm. for himself. Mm. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if he does that against Chef Wednesday on Saturday, because apparently mm. he will be involved at some point. Why didn't he play? Uh, Tom Slightus. But he's trained. What day are we on? We're recording on Thursday. He has trained on Thursday, and once said in his in his pre- post. Pre-match, that he's trained all right, and the after effects after the after training are, are don't don't seem too significant at it's the time of his like press conference. It sounds like it's bad. 
It's the antibiotics, it be, yeah. isn't it? You have to take a course of antibiotics as well, which can have side effects. Yeah, he's, I think there's been some um, allergic reaction to some antibiotics that he's had, um, according to according to Paul Davis. So I've read that somewhere. I don't know whether it's Paul or, or, or somewhere else, but um, so I, I suspect that's probably half the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. A um, couple more mentions for players. Uh, Mick, me and you, um, I wouldn't say we're overly, overly critical, but we didn't think that Ben Wiles had an amazing game on Tuesday. What I will also, before I go into that, is was his 100th league appearance, Ben Wiles, on Tuesday, uh, which is another good milestone for him to take over. Um, but we've been made to eat our words, because mm. looking back in the cold light of day and looking back at the stats that Sunday put out, he didn't really do much wrong. He, he, for me, he gave, it looked like he gave the ball away quite a lot. Mm. But it must have just once or twice because he didn't give the ball away. <clears throat> the, the thing is, I mean, from, from my point of view, I just got, I've got a massive piece of humble pie to eat, to be honest. Um, when the man of the match um, uh, poll came out from, from the club and Ben Wiles was on there, I tweeted the fact that I can't I believe did. that Ben Wiles is on here <laughs> over and above somebody like Chio. Mm. Um, and I, 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 I prefix that with I'm a massive Ben, ben Wiles fan as you know I think he's a fantastic player and a really vital player for Oldham United but I, I like you just said there just it just didn't feel like he'd had a particularly good game but his stats from that game are immense they're absolutely fantastic and, and I guess probably one of the reasons why we see him give the ball away is because he's involved so much Mm. He's going to he's going to make a mistake. He's going to make a couple of mistakes here and there. Um, yeah, I I I take a, take back my um, my questions to why we're on that list. Now I know why he was on that list, justifiably so. Um, mm. So yeah, Ben, if you're look, listening or watching, mate, I apologise. I will never <laughs> ask that question again. <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, yeah, he's he is. Massively important to us, I think. I know he get he has his critics, but um, I think if you watch him closely, um, you'll see what a, what an important player he is for us. I'd like to see him play a bit further forward, and, and, and that's not that's not down to him. That's obviously down to the system that they're playing. I'd like to see him play close to the strikers because I think he's got a goal in him. I think he can sort of fill that, that crux role a little bit in terms of backing the strikers up and getting goals in. I think we play him a bit too deep. But that, but Warnie sees him in training more than we do. We just see bits and bobs about it. I'd like to see him a bit further forward. Um, Listen, being under no illusions, he's a better footballer than Matt, Matt Crooks. Probably, yeah. There's no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Um, Depends what the criteria is. Well, I, yeah, but Technically. Right. I, He's technically. Well, oh, I mean, if you want him to go and score a goal, Cooks is better. But if you want him to think more about Wiles, is better. Uh, what, what, what yeah. position he's doing. <laughs> One thing I would say is that people don't know what role what role Warren wants him to play. So yeah, exactly. We don't, know if, yeah. we don't know if he's had a good game or not. Yeah. Because if, he, if his role was to go there and get a goal <laughs> then he, and go really forward, then it wasn't a very good game. But if his role was to yeah. think more about it, then it was a good game. So sometimes it is hard, but from the naked eye with no real information, he's all right. Like it <laughs> I mean, he did all right. I, I really like him. I think he's got such a good potential. Such a mm. uh, big, bright High. potential. High, High potential. Thank you. 
Yeah, you're welcome. I want to see what uh, Wales is like in a midfield with Rathbone and Barlazer because we've only seen him mm. with Lindsay and Rathbone now. And I think Wales and Rathbone are quite... They're not similar because Rathbone's definitely a more technical player, but in terms of having that attacking intent, I'd say uh, it's it's them too. And with Lindsay's, you, you're more rooted midfielder, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and it'd be interesting because... Because <clears throat> Barlazer likes likes to sit in that in that little pocket in midfield, so it'd be interesting if you had Rathbone and Wales, and then Barlazer ever so slightly further back than the two of them, and then with your wing backs. Well, I want to see how that system works because when we went to a five in a rooted um, not a rooted five a um, a straight five in midfield, I thought we uh, we lacked a little bit of um, what's what's the word? We lacked a little bit of um, composure on the ball. We went to a five in midfield instead of your uh, your three and your wing backs. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't I don't know if one's going to do that against Wednesday or or what. But I said it on the coach coming back whilst we were all still recovering. Um, let, let's see what happens when we've got Rathbone, Wiles, and Barlays and and see how we do. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, very interesting. You've, you've segued beautifully there as well. So let's talk about Rathbone with his first start of the season. Um, he won man of the match. Um, he was man of the match. Um, you just look at his, his tackle for the goal, Danny, which sounds ridiculous, but his tackle to set up Smithy, it's just exactly what you want from a midfielder. He's, he's got the he's got the willingness to go win that ball, but then the technical ability and the tactical knowledge to then execute a really really good build up to a goal as well. It's just perfect for a midfielder that. Yeah, his tackle was inch perfect. I mean, we all had grievances about that referee yesterday and some of the challenges he gave and didn't give. But um, when you watch it back, it looks like one of those challenges where it's like, oh, you've seen him given, you know. Mm. But but then if you slow it down, it's like, you know, he's timed inch perfectly. And to have the knowledge to do that and then to have the composure to carry the ball forward and then... He doesn't even ping a really good pass. He just lays it off to Smith and goes, "Go on then, off you go. You won't, you yeah. carry it forward." Um, so he's going to be a really, a really big asset this season, and he's slotted into our team really, really well. And we are starting to develop a midfield dilemma like Sheffield Wednesday have <laughs> this season, <laughs> which is always yeah. uh, interesting to watch and uh, provides headaches for Warren, which I don't have to think about. <clears throat> Better problems yeah. to have than the other way around, though, isn't it? Yeah, very Absolutely. true. Yeah, it is. Uh, ben, it's important to grad- gradually get these players into the team, and that's why he's not starting the first two games. But when you start a game like that and play like that, there's every chance that he could stay in the team if he continues the same performance levels, that he could stay in for, the, for, a, for a long haul. Yeah, I think it shows a lot about what type of footballer he is and his mentors coming in and just working like the way he did. Uh, you know, like I don't even care if he had a howler. He put him centre back so much, which I ain't seen anyone do since Lindsay first came. Mm. You know what I mean? He's that just put him centre back, uh, and he had the what's the word? Had the the ability to back it up Tuesday. Mm. Uh, but it's, if you can keep it going, if it, if, it, if it's one game, you know what I mean, one game under, yeah. then there's no point. But yeah. I don't care on Saturday if he plays, but. He scores three on goals, but he's the hardest worker on the field. Why does it matter? I mean, it's all about because goals. He really scores three on goals. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, that, right, you know what I mean. But he's the hardest worker on the thing. 
yeah. when you just come into a team, it sets <laughs> such a good example. Yes. And if he's had that in training, then wow, hmm. we're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. So three yeah, midfield, I'd be worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are your man at match, Mick, do you think? Um, yeah, I think so, probably. I think he, I think he played really, really well. I think the whole of that midfield played well. Um, Smithy played really, really well. I think I'd probably give it to Smithy to be honest, uh, not because he scored the goal, but the, the work that he put in the rest of the time as well, holding the ball up, chasing the ball down, closing down, uh, and, and, and working hard in the press. I thought I thought he had the complete game on uh, on Tuesday night, Smithy. Uh, for a centre forward, so I'd, I'd probably give it to Smithy, but I do like him. I do like Rathbone. Um, he has been compared already to Frex by you, I, by me, and, and others. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I can't really compare him to Frex until I've seen him play. And, and he's, if he adds some goals to his game as well, then uh, he, he looks like a, a really, really good buy. You can't complain about any of the recruitment for me at all. I, I have no complaints about it at all. So. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was real. We've just took a couple more points to cover. Chio, Danny, he just he just causes defenders absolute nightmares. Do you know, if I were a Wednesday defender doing prep this game, I'd be praying that Chio picks up an injury because I would not want to play against a man like him. Oh, it, it, against Morka, he, he, he were unreal. The, the trickery he's got in his locker mm. is insane. I mean, yeah. we saw flashes of him um, in his first season in the championship season, but hopefully this is the first season where he stays majority injury free and just gets to crack on. Because if this is what he's got to offer in the first three games, imagine what he's got to offer over the next forty-three. You know, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be amazing watching him. And when we spoke to Alex Miller on the scouting report, he said, "Was it going to be Liam Palmer? Probably Palmer. That, yeah, yeah, on that left hand side. I mean." God be with him, you know. He's gonna have a, <laughs> he's gonna have a proper job on trying to um, keep Chio out of the game. And the best thing is, he doesn't just do the trickery and stop working. He, he keeps going until a he can dig out a cross, play a pass, or win a free kick. You know, um, or just keep keep hold of the ball. It's like in the closing stages against Morecambe, he carried the ball forward and he kept it in the corner. And it's like Warren said, it's the first time he's seen us keep it in a corner and proper run-down time in the game for a long time. And I agree. We've never been able to do that because always something's gone wrong, they've dug it out, and then we've gone in, and then it's gone up the other end and we're under threat again. But for Chio to have that knowledge and ability to keep it there, as well as play as a winger, but also have that defensive knowledge to come back and defend quite well for someone who's a natural mm. winger, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. And I know I keep seeing that, but everything about this season is interesting. The amount of teams who have uh, fluffed up their opening games, the amount of results and goals that are going in, how well we're playing. You know, this is uh, it's similar to the eight, the nineteen twenty season start. But I don't know. There's some there's something about us this season that's just you know pipping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think we are playing s- slightly better than that start. But then we ended up going up in that one, so it's difficult. Look at Ipswich. Ipswich just sitting on one point. They are still probably going to be up there. Um, it's important mm. to keep these going. Like I said, that's why it's interesting because the cyber is made. It is definitely very interesting. 
Um, quick mention of substitutions because we did. I, I, I suppose, criticised them on the weekend. These three sort of worked out, mate, didn't they? Sadly, came on, was very, very dangerous. Woody came on at half time and was just Richard Wood. Um, the only one that was sort of questionable for me was Matic. Matic came on 72 minutes. Mm. Um, and I questioned it a lot because I thought checking Shane Ferguson off, who was a defensive left side player, to put on Matic, who is a defensive left side player, didn't really make much sense. But to be fair to Matic, he did play pretty well. He was very solid, weren't he? Yeah, he was. I think I think Matic needs some game time, and I'm not convinced how much uh, Shane Ferguson had left in his tank. To be honest, he, mm. he looked a little bit weary when he went off. Um, so, but Joe Matic needs some game time because he's yeah. going to be an important player for us this year. You know how light we are down that left hand side, anyway. Um, so to get him back fit and, and match sharp uh, is, is really important. Um, so yeah, you could argue that. Maybe he shouldn't be doing it, but he's got to get some match sharpness at some stage. Yeah. You know, so that point. I don't think it was a um, massive risk putting him on, would it really? Matic's Matic's got one of them mistakes in his locker. That that's that's the concern with some of the things. He doesn't he doesn't do it week in, week out, but he's got one big mistake in him once every so often. Yeah. And when you're one nil up, it, it's just that little voice at the back of your mind. Yeah. Um saying that. We've got to give a bit of credit because he's reached a landmark appearance. That's 200 appearances Joe Maddox now made for Rodham United. Um, so it's been a great, it's been a great, it's been a great sample for clubs. A lot of appearances yeah, yeah, yeah. for one club. Yeah, it's um, an that, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Uh, and hopefully, there's plenty more to come this season. Like I say I yeah. agree. I think he's got a big part to play uh, in that one. Um, I think I've covered everything. Anything else anyone wants to mention? Ben, do you want your talk on the last 10 minutes? The game management. Actually, I don't know whether you like it or not. <gasps> was for Rob from us was. Danny mentioned it. I can't remember us managing the game better than that. Not time wasting, just managing the ball and managing the game out. Uh, I think it's time wasting game management. How is it time wasting? <laughs> the ball was in play. Yeah, time wasting was what they keep in the, the clock, first half. Running the clock. Uh, I I like it. I don't like the going down and winning free kicks from it because yeah. that mm. makes it impossible to stop. By cheating, by cheating. Mm. So I don't, I don't like the going down, uh, but I like winning. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, to be fair, I, I don't think they were much diving, were they? It, no. it was they, no, they, they hacked Chio down, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, to be as a footballer, right? I'm not a footballer, but surely someone right goes behind the corner flag and just stands <laughs> there because someone has to come and get you. Yeah. And then someone, yeah, you know I mean, like just be smart about it. Don't go down two foot with someone. Which a lot, yeah. lot of people do. Just go hmm. around, be smart. Yeah, but whatever. I'll tell my mate, the manager of the team that I'm saying, here, if you were in clock down, if the other team's were in the clock down, we'll stand behind the corner for like just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure you pick the right one. You know, if you pick wrong one, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point. Seven points on the uh, six points on the board. Sorry. Um, two of us look at the table. We, you know, six points after three games. You're going to be the high end of the table. It is pointless looking exactly where at the moment. Um, lot, a lot of positive to take out from that game. I know it's only a one nil win, but we, we talked about this before the game. Playing Morecambe, a team like Morecambe, three games in is the worst time you can play them. Absolutely the worst time you can play them, and they show why. You know, they, they mentioned that Stockton up front. It causes a lot of problems. If he was a bit more clinical, then we would have been in trouble because he had a couple of shots which were rubbish shots but if he was more clinical we, we, they would have caused us more threats so keep interesting to see where they finish this season I, I, I hope they stay up from a neutral point of view 
because uh, I think it's good stuff like Accrington and stuff like that in it. So, yeah, um, anything else you three want to mention on the Morecambe game? Any, any final thoughts or points? Other than their goalkeeper getting a yellow card for time wasting in the first half, that was quite funny. That was very funny. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yes. uh, we, we talked in the that. last in the last episode about referees making a rod for their own back, didn't we? And uh, mm. uh, he didn't even speak to him. He needed to talk to him about it if he felt it was time wasting before he books him twenty minutes in. I mean, that's just a bit. It puts uh, puts you in a difficult position as a referee, doesn't it? For for, the, for another seventy minutes. But anyway, whatever. it does, but it stops time wasting, doesn't it? Well, it didn't time waste yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Until Vic, until Victor started time wasting, and he yeah, didn't exactly. Victor, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is which is precisely my point, you know. Yeah, but anyway, uh, one of, one of the great um, pictures from this season may well be Victor Johansson at the end at the end of that game. We're just cheering in front of the fans, picking his own players up. We're just beautiful. We're just one of the reasons we love that guy. Uh, the way he reacted at the end were fantastic. Um, so more of that, please, Victor. But more of that yes, on Saturday, please. if you can. That'd be that's why. That's why he's a fan favourite, isn't it? He's just so invested yeah. in us. It's, it's fantastic to see. And to see mm. the referee blow the full-time whistle and he immediately turned around with the ball in his hand and he's cheering to away fans. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 just, it, it, it just puts something in you. It's like, he's our guy. You know, he, he's our guy. He's so invested. It's brilliant to see. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, so now we're going to look ahead. Saturday afternoon, South Yorkshire Derby. There's quite a lot to unpack from this. Um, so we're going to go through it. I'll start with some stats on, just in, in general, South Yorkshire Derby. As we talked about this with Alex Miller on the Scout Report, that there's quite often a late goal at New York. And I've gone back and looked at some South Yorkshire Derbies. And since 2015, there have been 10 goals beyond the 85th minute in South Yorkshire derbies. And that, that's also, that includes the Donny game, the Sheffield United games and everything like that. There are so many goals late on in the game in South Yorkshire derbies. It's just one of them things that we talk about this. Before the game, it doesn't really mean anything. But then it happens again, somebody else will score a late goal. It, it, just something about these games, I don't know, it's the fans or what, it causes these dramatic things to happen in these games a lot. Well, there's, a, there's at least two goals being scored after 100 minutes, isn't there? Yeah, you know, the, the, the Donny game, and then then when Darren England played next goal winner against Wednesday when we played them <laughs> at our place. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's local derbies, isn't it? it? It is what it is. And and to be fair, every time we go down to Swillsborough, we seem to be getting that late goal. Mm. Every time they come to us, they seem to be getting the late goal. Um, hopefully, I mean, Warney and, and, and company will have will be working on that. I'm sure um, for for the weekend. So. But yeah, it's um, it adds a bit of spice to it, doesn't it? As if it needs any more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm it's just interesting. Stress, not spice, but it's always stressing. They are they are more stressed <laughs> than what they were. It almost feels like they're more stressed than they were. Yeah, but then you end up with a moment like Freddy's, and then you think, you know what? That stress <laughs> was absolutely worth it. It worth every second, and I do it all over again just for another moment like that. Yeah, it feels that's how I, I think that's a, a really good way of putting it from my point of view. And I, I mean, I've said it before, I, I can't stand local derbies, and 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 that's why? why because it is more stress than it's worth for me. I just find it so stressful, I really, really do. Yeah, but it's not worth because you know, when you win, it's in real. Yeah, I know, but it, I know, I know it is, but I, I guess I'm just a born pessimist. I guess, I guess that's what it is. I just I just feel like we're going to lose, and and then that's that's not acceptable in a local derby. 
What game is that acceptable? Well, it's not. It's just even less acceptable in a local derby. I mean, it's not acceptable at any point, but in a local derby, it's just absolutely not acceptable, if that's possible. <laughs> ben, your thoughts, mate, on, on just the... the not just not necessarily Sheffield Wednesday game, but South York's and Darwin's dinner are special but stressful occasions for me. I love it. I love every minute of it. I love the atmosphere. I love the game. I love losing. I love the winning. I love everything about it because the winning won't feel so good without the losing and the losing won't feel so bad without the winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Freddie goal won't feel so good if Newell hadn't done us over four times in the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I love everything about it. I mean, it's why you watch sport for moments yeah. like that. So, I love everything about it. You lose, you get on with it, you go and win next one. It's a fair comment. It's a fair comment. Can't yeah. argue with that. Even though we, we can't control any of it. <laughs> uh, well, you said that. You said that. We can control some of it, can't we? You know, oh, yeah. Well, is it? Yeah. It's that hard. Um, so I guess we can. Yeah. Uh, it's really important that we get behind the team, particularly on days like this, no matter what's happening. Um so yeah, but yeah, we can we can have some influence over it. A oh, massive influence over it. It's I feel like because yeah, if you're one one and you two 0 down, we score one and there's no energy in the crowd. There's mm. no momentum. But yeah. if we have a chance, we're two 0 down and we have one, we have a minute good of play. Crowd gets going. Every mm. subconsciously, it goes in their minds, yeah. it goes in our minds, it goes in everyone's. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you look at you look at the Donny game. From, exactly. old, from how many years exactly. ago. As soon as it got to injury time, as soon exactly. as that goal went in, it almost it was almost inevitable that second goal was going to win because of how injury time there were. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely right. Danny, we missed two games last year because of COVID. Uh, two, the, the two South Yorkshire derbies. Let's talk about New York because that's where we are Saturday. That 3-0 win last season, if we could replicate something like that on Saturday, that was so special because it was such a good performance. Everything about it was just perfect and we just want that again. If, if we can, if we can replicate that <clears throat> on Saturday, it, the whole of Rotherham will just stop functioning for at least twenty four hours. <laughs> well, fifty percent um, of it will. Other fifty percent of it will have the tail between the legs because they're all Wednesday nights, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, if we if we have a performance like uh, the three 0 win, it'll be brilliant because mm. you know it, it was it was the birth of the new pig killer that was Jamie Lindsay. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the scoreline will be that high on Saturday. But if we can no. just like grind out a performance of similar caliber, not not scoreline, but like similar caliber and ability, I, I'd be happy with that. Because when we beat them three 0 last time, I had a lecture at university the next day, and my lecturer is a Chef Wednesday fan who had reported on Chef Wednesday for the Star and ITV calendar and all sorts. And so I walk in and we're all from a shirt, just like, yes, go on then. Go on then, teach me things about writing uh, match reports whilst I'm sat here with all from shirt, all smug, you know. <laughs> so so if, if, we, if, if we can get bragging rights again Saturday, it'd be brilliant. It, even if it's a draw, because then it's a thing of, all right, the, fan, the fans have in and we haven't, neither of us have, have fluffed it, if you like. But, you know, if we can get a 3 0 result again, over, over at Moon, you won't see me until Tuesday. You know that 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 <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be that sort of day, won't it? Yeah, it will. Let's let's hope for that. Um, let's talk about us first. Or let's let's get let's talk about them. Let's get them out of the way, and then we'll talk about what to expect from us. Um, we talked to Alex Miller last. If you don't watch the scouting report, it is worth a watch. Interesting part, but 
they are tight at the back, mate. Darren Moore is unfortunately quite a good manager. Um, three games in, he's gotten well organised. They haven't conceded a goal in all competitions, even in the league couple have lost it. It was nil nil. It's it, on paper, this should not be a four three game. It should be one nil type of game, one nil 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 game. It doesn't look like there's much in it because unfortunately, they look like they've got a solid enough League One team. Well, they do, uh, but who have they played so far? You know, they are, except they haven't conceded a goal. But I don't think they've played anybody of any stature, have they, at all in this league? They played Fleetwood, who else? You know, they've not got the start. This is their, this is going to be their first game of any significance this season, i.e. against teams who were expected to be in the top half of the, t- the table, I think. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, who have they played? They've played Fleetwood, Donny, and who else? Charlton. I know it was. I know it was Huddersfield. Charlton. Charlton. Uh, Charlton nil nil. Not a single shot on target all game from either side. Um, so, yeah. Listen, they've 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 spent. You know, uh, mm. Chancery's put his hand in his pocket and he's he's spending money, uh, and he's buying players or bringing players in either on loan or freeze or whatever, who will certainly have some quality, um, but. Have they got as much quality as we've got in their side, in, in our side? You know, I would argue, with it, with the exception of Bannon, I don't think, I mean, I don't know the whole of the squad, I'll admit, but with the exception of Bannon, I don't think I'd, I'd touch any of their players. I wouldn't swap any of them out for ours. In fact, I probably wouldn't swap Bannon in there. I'd have him in squad on bench, but I don't think I'd swap, swap him out. Um, we can only concentrate on ourselves ultimately, can't we? But, yeah, they've done it right, but they've got a test now. We'll have to wait and see, won't mm. we? Yeah. On <clears throat> on the subject of having any of their players, we have to talk about it because it's been the reports come out tonight from the advertiser and the Sheffield Star of the Lewis Ring interview. Uh, and this has triggered quite a lot of fans uh, on Twitter and social media. Yeah. I bet it has. I've not it. seen it, but I bet it has. <laughs> we've got to talk oh, about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> he, in essence, said that he didn't want to come back to Rotherham. Um, the quote is that he enjoyed, enjoyed my time there. It served a purpose, but I didn't really want to go back. That sounds not great then. it's it, it, I know, is it, is it a different club? <laughs> it's got to say things like that. It, it doesn't sound amazing for a player that everybody liked. He was a very popular player for the fans. It just doesn't sound great. Four. From a Lewis Wing point of view, isn't after oh, for Lewis Wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my understanding is that he couldn't hack the fitness regime. He didn't uh, mention it was he can't handle it. It was difficult. Uh my guess he's got an attitude problem. I said that from day one. Uh he's gonna go to Wednesday where it's not gonna be competitive, it's not gonna be fitness, he's gonna be the best player or that. I think he's the best player kind of guy. I think he's no, I think you've got the superstar attitude of why, why, why should I be doing hill sprints? Why should I be doing jogs? I'm best player. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, so I'm very happy he hasn't come back. Uh, he's a very good player. I respect his game a lot. He's a very good player and he's probably going to do a bit against us because he's a very good player. But I mean, if the, the players are having players like that on your team, he's all good and well. First games of the season, doing it's for its last game at season and it's extra time and it's time to dig in. That's not who you want on the squad at all because he won't have put the work in. 
I don't think. And when it comes to dogfight time, which it will because it's League One, I mean, I'm going to take every single one of our players with the manager we've got over anyone in this league. I mean, why would you want him wing on your team when it comes to the dogfight if he's not going to do a few jogs in the pre-season? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fair point, potentially. Um, Danny, how was it for you? Because for me... You mentioned something about Victor, about him being invested in us. And that really struck me. After what Wings said tonight, it really struck me that that's why Victor is popular. And that's why I that's why I like Lewis Wings. I felt like he was invested in us. Now, this all might be a bit of hot air and a bit of smoke blowing because he's at Sheffield Wednesday now. Mm. But that's why it's upset a few Rotherham fans. I don't know it shouldn't, but that's you can see why that's upset a few people because it's he doesn't say he loves Rotherham United. And that's what we want him to say, isn't it? I'm glad you've said this because I've just found a tweet that perfectly uh, perfectly echoes that. Uh, before, before I read it out, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, when Lewis Wing came, he did look invested in the cause and invested in, in keeping us up. But you would be if you're trying to stay in the championship and prove you are a championship player. Mm. Um, but then you look at Victor, he's got no desire to prove he's a championship player. He just wants to play for us. I don't know if that's because we're his first um, dabble at league football and not playing in less than 123s. But you see it with a lot of a lot of the players in our club, like Victor looks invested, Wood looks invested. Um, I'd say Wiles Crooksy is Crooksy were here. Yeah, Crooksy was invested as well. And he got his big move and fair play to him. And, and even Smith, I'd say Smith and, and even Freddie, the man who was the mm. journeyman before coming to us, they all look invested in our squads and they're all racking up numbers that make us are, are their quote-unquote top club. You know, we haven't <clears throat> we haven't mentioned it yet, and I'm sorry if I steal your thunder with this, but if Richard Wood starts, it's his 500th league appearance in his career, and he only needs to make eight more, uh, sorry, eight, nine more appearances for us, and we're his top club, you know, most mm. appearances and most goals. But this tweet from Ryan, it says, seems to me Wing has the I'm better than you mentality when in fact he still ended up in League One. His comments served a purpose, greats on me, as he was rotting in Middlesbrough's reserves. You can see why Warnock didn't fancy him, hope Jody Perlo cobbles him on Saturday. <laughs> and yeah. he has got a point. He was in Middlesbrough's reserves. He wasn't making championship football. He's now been superseded by Matt Crooks at Middlesbrough. Uh, and he's had to drop into League One to get regular game time when with us he was getting it in the championship and he says it's all about the promotion push he don't want to be in like the relegation fight and such but he's in a he's in a promotion side where he might not play every game because of Wednesday's midfield battle you know and we didn't really touch on it with Alex Miller but there must be some sort of uh, underlying competitiveness between him and Bannon to be mm. the starting midfielder but I, I, I don't know, you can see why it's it's rattled a few fans and I think the whole thing has all served a purpose. It makes it feel like we were a bit of a stepping stone for him just to get game time. But I, but I, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that's for sure is that he will get some abuse on Saturday. He guaranteed. will now. Yeah, he will now, of course. I mean, it happened with John Taylor when he went to Doncaster. It'll happen to him. Mm. Now, he's at, now he's at Wednesday. There's yeah. a common theme. So there's a common theme between all the players that you, you said there about Smith Crooks, Freddie, um, I can't remember what else he said. Victor. But Victor, yeah, Victor and Wiles. Victor, right, didn't get a chance. Crooks was in Accrington, 
No one really wanted to sign him. Smith was on the bench at Bury. No one said Freddie can do it in the Championship. They're all players that have come with a chip on the shoulder with something to prove. We hasn't got that mentality because he's been the best. My guess is been the best player everywhere he goes. I think he's one of the best. I think he's the best midfielder in League One. I really think he's so good. At, he's so good, but he's got that mm. attitude. And Smith, mm. Victor, Woody. They've all got something to prove. Woody, when he came back from his injury at 13, all had something to prove. Got caught from England squad. Do you know what I mean? This is the players that are bringing in. People with chips on their shoulder. That's who you want, not players like Wing. And there's a reason Warnock didn't play him, because he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. A, I think yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, I'm sorry, were you going to come to me or not? Because I've got something to yeah, say. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, 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 know, I thought you might. <laughs> Right, it's, <laughs> it surprised me when you said you felt that Wing was invested in our club last season, because I absolutely did not think, did not see that at all. Um, I agree with Ben; he's potentially a very, very good player. But there's a reason he's not playing at Middlesbrough. I've said this on podcast before. There's a reason he's not playing at Middlesbrough. There's a reason he's not now playing in the Championship, because whether he says he's had offers from Championship clubs or, or not, I, I don't believe that he has. Because he's now playing in League One. And he doesn't think he's a League One player. He doesn't believe he's a League One player. And, and the ability that he's got is not a League One level. So why does nobody else want him? There's an issue somewhere. And I said this last season. I, I just It's not something that I could put my finger on. There's an issue somewhere with him. And, and, and I think Ben's probably right. It probably is attitude. It's probably from, from reading between the lines of that article from Paul Davis. It's work rate. He's not willing to put the work in. Why would he? He's, he's, be- he's been the best player everywhere he goes. Wow. He'll have got attention everywhere he goes because he's the best mm. player. Skillfully and naturally, you can see he's the best. He was the best player on the pitch every team we played last year. I'll, I'll tell you what, you. one of the tweets when he came to us or was talking about coming to us on loan last season from, from a couple of Middlesbrough fans were along the lines of, if he's going, I'll drive him down myself. <laughs> yeah. It, it tells a story. It does tell a story. Um, and you know this may this this conversation may well come to bite us back on on backside probably five yeah. o'clock on Saturday. You know when he's I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that there's, a, there's a Sheffield Wednesday fan clipping this now. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> they are. I'm sure they are. And if they are um, clipping it, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> but but you know, listen, good luck to him. But I don't think it's I, I, I genuinely don't think from from a career point of view that it's going to it's going to amount to much. Mm. I hope I'm wrong. You remind me a little bit of a, a Jake Hasty character. You know, he came mm, towards and he was a good player, but he came with an attitude issue, which is why he went back to Rangers uh, in January. And now he's at Partick Thistle. You know, I mean, that's not a knock to Partick Thistle, but in terms of the Scottish leagues, you know, it's it's yeah. a bit of a, uh, you know... It's not a step up from Rotherham, is it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've signed players from uh, teams that have finished above them. You know, I mean, look mm. at... Um, Hamilton Academical have finished above them a few times in recent years, and now we've got Miller and Adolphin from them. So, yeah, I mean, it all boils down to you can have as much ability in the world, you can be the best player in the world, but if your attitude stinks, you're not going to progress as far as someone who's a really hard worker and is invested in clubs. Mm. You know, it's, it's like you could be the you could be the next Lionel Messi, but if your attitude stinks, no one's going to no one's going to take you on. You know, so. It's because some of them they go into the job thinking that it's my job, it's your job to lose when you haven't even got it yet. Where someone who's coming in with that, no one's ever believed. You know what I mean? 
Mitterrand mm. weren't even playing. Smith were on the bench, weren't even getting the start at Bury. Like he's he's going to come in. He's got nothing to lose. They've got nothing to lose at all. And a man with, man with nothing to lose is a very dangerous man. Everyone knows that. That's a very well-known saying. Uh, Wing just doesn't have that. Why should he? Because he's the best player. I said, listen, before I get clipped, right? Last year when we when we played our team, everyone waited was, just in case. He, he was the best. <laughs> he was he was the best player on the pitch every game I seen him play. Naturally, the way he read the game and the way he seen it, he was the best player. Before I get clipped. <laughs> don't clip me, please don't clip me. Can, can I just say can I just say a man with nothing to lose with loads of money and no arms is even more dangerous? I don't, I would, that, I don't get that. That's also a well known saying. Yeah. For regular listeners. Um yeah. anyway, so, yeah. going out of fashion like a man with no arms. Awesome. Th- throwing money around yet? like a man with no arms. <laughs> Still don't know. Um yeah. Moving on, um, it will it will almost definitely score on Saturday. So yeah, yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, we'll mention before we, we'll move on to us now. Let's move on to Rotherham United. As Danny mentioned, then assuming Richard Wood plays, which I, I hope he does, um, it will be his five hundredth league game, uh, league league game of his career. Um, there's not many people get there. It's only it's something like there's less than five hundred people in the entirety of the football league history have got to that landmark. He will go level with Kevin Keegan. Um, when it when it gets to that, um, it's just his career spanned. It generally feels like I can't believe he's only thirty six, mate. It feels like he's been around forever. It's like it's like Totti and Buffon. They've just yeah. been around <laughs> forever. Um, yeah. And he's not done. To be fair to him, is he? He's, he's not finished. Nah. Well, we've said he's been finished for the last four seasons, haven't we? Yeah, uh, he is the ultimate professional, isn't he? Yeah, it's just what what a servant to football and, and and to our club as well. You know, it's it's just been it's just immense. And 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 as you point quite rightly pointed out, he's just done a season in Championship, and was one of the better defenders in the division even at that age. Um, he'll go on and on. He'll keep going, won't he? It'll be a Kevin Ellison <laughs> in terms of uh, in terms of age before he starts to think about retiring. Why would he? It yeah. goes back to it goes back to chip on your shoulder. When he got injured, uh, he's told the story. When he got injured, he got called for England squad, then got mm. injured and got dropped. He's gonna have that on his mind. He'll have he'll still have that on his mind when he goes to bed and when he wakes up in the morning. I can bet my whole house on it. Yeah. Assuming you've got a house. Assuming I've got a house. He could bet. Yeah. He, he may... could bet his shelving you in it on it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the first game he played was in the 2002-2003 season, Danny. So he has oh. he's been around since before the championship um, existed. Uh, yeah, he's been around longer. He's been playing longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not much more you can say about it in the mixed cover. He's just he's you. You just want a person with that character in your football team. He just ticks every box you want. Every defender. Yeah, it's just your proper classic old school defender. You know, defenders these days are uh, a lot better on the ball mm. uh, than someone than someone like Woody is. But that's just as the game evolved, and sometimes it's just nice to have a defender who's just. It, it's like it's like they keep calling him. It's just the wrecking ball in our defence. And it's good yeah. to have a wrecking ball type defender, and, mm. and like you say, his first game was in the o two o three season, which, <laughs> with everything that's happened since, feels like eons ago. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, it's like it's like you said, it was before the championship was even a thing. You know, so 
when Wood first started his career at Chef Wednesday, what league were they in in 0203? Division was it 1. Second division? It, it was, division it was a season one. they got relegated from Division 1 to Division 2. As that season ah, right, okay. Okay, and I've just got his uh, his Wikipedia up. I know I shouldn't be using that as a journalist, but anyway. <laughs> um, so he, he had he had seven years at Chef Wednesday, and he's in his seventh year with us. And like, like I said earlier, he's only nine appearances away from breaking his appearance record at Chef Wednesday. So he, he's probably going to break it this season, you know. Yeah. Which should make him, which should make us, our, us his top club, and someone who started his career at Chef Wednesday and. It was in their youth, their youth uh, setup. It's quite nice to see him making um, yeah. his swan song with Rotherham and then making us top of the pile, you know. Mm. But to have a defender like Woody in your team, if anything, he's um, put his knowledge onto the younger defenders as well, like with Jake Hull. Jake Hull's a little bit of a, of a wrecking ball type defender, same with Jake Cooper. And I think uh, in Equay and... Um, Edmunds Green have, have certainly picked up little bits from him already, especially Reggie, because mm. you, you know he came in from Huddersfield. Again, they're quite an on-the-ball sort of team. They're managed by an ex-assistant at Pep Guardiola's. But he's coming in and he's like, you know what? Woody's more of a wrecking-ball character. He needs to be a bit harder in defence. Same with Icky. Icky went away to Accrington, sort of took that little bit of wrecking ball ability with him and now he's our number two defender, if you like, mm. and, our, and our number two captain as well. So to have a, a player a play with the, the amount of experience Wood's got, these defensive knowledge, it's just an asset everywhere that he plays, even if it's in the middle of the three or on the left or right of a back four, he's just, he's just one of them players where his, his experience rubs off with everybody. Mm. And I guess given his given his career, Saturday's a pretty appropriate fixture to be making his five hundredth appearance in it. It just, you know, wouldn't it be? Uh, wouldn't it be just perfect in his five hundredth game to score <laughs> against his, yeah. against the <laughs> yeah. kind of group playing for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it would. Isn't that just how football works? It's just yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah, these we talked about a lot in the past. These things happen in football. Football has this symmetry about it, and it doesn't make any sense, but it does happen. So mm. again. Lump on Richard Wood to score in the 112th minute, I think, is what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> what um, yeah 100th so, minute, other end of the pitch, scores a wrecking ball type header, runs up the other end and jumps in with all Rotherham fans. That's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, quick ref watch before we put into our predictions. We're going to go long on this episode, and I thought we would because there were a lot to cover, but we're going to go long. So, uh, ref watch, uh, Mark Edwards is the referee. It was his first game of the season. He is refereeing, it's been a couple of fourth officials so far this season. Um, the last time to fit in with the late goal theme, the last time he refed us was Shrewsbury away on Boxing Day. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all pointing towards a really late goal on Saturday, everything is, yeah. is just pointing towards it. <laughs> Go on, Ben. Yeah, uh, no, I just, invasion, was that was that the one that I think I remember piling wood in my garden listening to the radio on that. No, that were the league one before that. Oh, uh, that was Shrewsbury, though, weren't it? That was Shrewsbury. That when Dean yeah. Anderson dropped it at Richard Wood's foot. Oh, right. uh, oh, yeah. The bo- the Boxing Day one when Smith scored in the sixth minute. Yeah, and it that, was just, that was a that was a season turning point, weren't it? That game. It was. Yeah, that was a key yeah. game, that. A special, a great boxing day and all that. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. I uh, was wondering around my nan and granddad's house who were all blades. 
when we scored that. I were off round their house. That was so funny. Still, still, we we uh, left over turkey on my fork. I were off round their house. It was brilliant. <laughs> so, if Mr. Edwards can give us another late goal like that, we would appreciate it. Yes, um, quick, let's go through some lineup predictions and then score predictions. Then we'll probably finish unless we've got a lot to cover. Um, Mick. How much would you change from the starting line? And bear in mind that uh, Edmund's going started on Tuesday night. Um, how many changes are you going to make from the starting line? What's your starting line looking like? Um, I don't know as I'm going to make many. Uh, I'd like to see Barlazer back in there. Maybe maybe potentially give Lindsay a rest. I don't know. No, I, do, you want, I, do, you, do you not want Lindsay for, a, for yeah. this game? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah possibly because... He's the type of player who's going to get him Barry Bannon's face and get him sent off, isn't he? So um, he'll just sit on him all game. He'll do the Will Volks. You know when Will Volks yeah, and Shelby all game. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Let, let, let's keep it as is. Let's keep it as is. If Freddie is fit, I don't think Freddie will start. I genuinely don't. I think because of, because of his lack of training for the last week or so, um, I suspect JJ will start up front with uh, with Smithy. Um, I can't see any reason whatsoever to change that back. Three, the second uh, half back three. Yeah, the second half back three. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. Um, so, so the only the only question is, what is he going to do in midfield uh, in that centre, and who's he going to play out on the left? Is it going to be Ferguson or is it going to be Miller? Is he going to go for it and go with Miller uh, because he could well do? Um, so, I, I genuinely don't know. Is my answer, which is no use, but I will have a final prediction out by. In time to get some points. Fantastic, uh, Ben. We've mixed covered most of it. I think we all. I think we're all in agreement. The back three will finish. We'll start the same as it finished. I, think, I can't see why that. Which injury permitting? That was, that was the same. I've, I've, I've put Icky Wood and Harding. Yeah, that's what finished. Oh, is it? Uh, I think we might started. No, it yeah. started different, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it started, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll, uh, it'll start on Saturday how it finished in defence. I've gone the same as the first game of the season, bar Freddie out for uh, Coyote. Coyote. But you, put, you put Miller in? So, like, yeah, I put Miller in, I put Lindsay in, I put, I put Barlas and Lindsay Wiles in midfield. You dropped him out Yeah, I don't think he'll play him against Wednesday. I think he'll play Lindsay because I've got a thought of, him not wanting to play Rathbone in this bigger game, in as big a game, not as honestly as big a game as this, but first derby. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. I feel like I'll play Lindsay was a little bit more experienced in these games. He's played it and absolutely smashed it out of the park last season. Mm. Uh, so I've gone same yeah. team as uh, first game except Kedwin. Yeah, Danny, what do you think, mate? Um, do you want me to give me full lineup or just expand on play? Go, go, yeah, go for full one. Yeah, go for All right, so <clears throat> victory in goal, obviously. Um, now, depending on if Woods is, oh, the dog's just appeared. Now, depending <laughs> on if Woods is hundred percent, um, I'd put him in defence. But working with if he isn't hundred percent and he can only do back end of a game, Hardy, Nicky, and, and Reg again. But if not, Wood in for Reg. Hmm. Then Ogbeni and Ferguson on the wings. Um, and then I'd go Barlaze with Rathbone and Wiles in midfield, with Lindsay coming on for Barlaze later in the game, just in, as a bit of a uh, more of an attacking threat as well, just in case, you know. Uh, and then obviously Smith and K.O. Dale up front, because Freddie's obviously not 100%, if they're saying he will play a part. 
So I can see Freddie coming on for KO Day, uh, Miller on for Ferguson, and possibly Lindsay on for either Barlazer or Wiles later in the game. So that's my lineup prediction for you. <laughs> Fair enough. I've gone the same as that, except I, I, I think Lindsay will play over Barlazer. I'd like to see Barlazer play, but I think Warney will be more, almost more concerned with their midfield than with ours. Stopping that if you stop their midfield, we're probably going to win game, but they may well be thinking exactly the same as us. So, yeah, we, we, we've got people outside the midfield that can make a let's say make a play. Well, that's it, that's they making, but they can change the game. Well, this is yeah, this but, is uh, this is why it's interesting. Their 4 3 3 matching up towards is going to be interesting because if our midfield outdoes their midfield three, that puts us in a, in a, in a better position out wide because our attacking fullbacks are going to be in a really good position. Because our, our back three will cover their front three, and then we've got the wing backs stacking there. So that would put us in. If our midfield battle wins, that will put us in that position. But we've got to win the battle. So it's interesting. Very mm. interesting. We use that word a lot. Uh, we should just change his name to the interesting podcast. Although some <laughs> disagree with that. The, uh, the interesting trigger warning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go for some predictions. Uh, Mick, 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 what is the prediction? Oh, obviously, all these goals are going to be after the 85th minute, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm going to go nil nil, to be honest. Um, and, and I'll, I'll, to be honest, yeah, I, I, one apiece. I, 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 I'm not sure who's going to come out on top, I'm not sure anybody's going to come out on top. Um, so I'm going to go one one, okay. I'm going to go next. I'm going to go 2-2. I think it's just going to go against all sense because it should be a really tight game and it should be no goals. But it feels like a against the odds type of game. So I'll go 2-2. Uh, Danny? Uh, I'll go for the same prediction that I told um, RB Radio the other day. I'm going to get slated for this, but I'm saying 1-0 Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, Danny. I don't know. I just see it. I see it. I see them scoring in about the 88th minute or something. I, I can just see it. Lewis Wing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Bannon, which would make it worse. It probably would, actually. Yeah. Ben? I'm going 2 0 over them. I like your style. Yeah, absolutely. I don't share your confidence, but I appreciate it. And, and I, I don't see how they can match up to us mentally, really. When they've got someone like Wing in dressing room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got Woody and Smith. Think about the differences in training. That's not going to be a competitive, hard practice. With that, with save that, win. Save that for Monday's episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, 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 just, just, yeah, wait, 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 well, uh, wait, well, <laughs> next episode. Yes. Um, so thank you all for listening and watching. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. We've gone long, as you'd expect. Hopefully on Monday, we'll be going even longer and celebrating uh, a good win. <laughs> win. Uh, not a good wing, a good win. Um, so hopefully that's the case. So thank you all for watching. If you are on YouTube, subscribe and like it. Uh, make sure you've checked out the scouting report and make sure you've checked out Danny's match day vlog from Morecambe. That will be up on our YouTube channel already. So please check both of those out and share them on, you know, share them and let, let, let us know what you think as well. Always appreciate any feedback uh, that anybody can give us on anything. We do always try new things. So let us know uh, on that one. Uh, Mick, it's been a pleasure. Really? Wow. That's what you're saying, it. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. I thought for a second that you were being serious. <laughs> I apologise. Yeah, that's for me as well. Yeah, 
Thank you very much. Danny, always a pleasure, mate. I mean that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure to be here, rabbiting on about football for over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Ben, I appreciate all your forthright comments and opinions. I, I really, really enjoy them. I don't know what for, forthright means, but you're welcome. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good time for this, Ben. Uh, thank you all, and we'll see you all on Monday. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.